I interned for one designer for Fashion Week and literally brought her new collection in garment bags on the subway. Hey guys, it's Taylor. Welcome back to season two of Girl Gaze Resilience Required, episode five. Let's cure your Sunday scaries with a new episode and a mimosa, but hold the OJ. Get ready for a quarantine brunch with me and a panel of refreshingly relatable and inspirationally insightful girl gazers as we chat all things fashion, career building, and adulting. This week, I am so excited to introduce you to three of the most creative, fashionable people you probably already follow on Instagram. And today, we're spilling our secrets to staying inspired because, let's be real, we have all hit creative blocks during quarantine. As always, before we get into today's episode, make sure you are subscribed to this podcast. And if you haven't already, it would mean so much to me if you left a five-star written review. And make sure you check out at Girl Gaze Pod on Instagram to virtually meet all of these amazing ladies on IGTV. Today's episode is brought to you by my girl, Liv Schreiber, who specializes in one-on-one coaching calls with college-aged and post-grad girls who are looking for some guidance when it comes to career, life, social media, self-confidence, and so much more. The ultimate goal of these calls is to help you become the best version of yourself. So head to her Instagram at Liv Schreiber, L-I-V-S-C-H-R-E-I-B-E-R, or her website, which is just her name.net for more information and make sure you use the code girlgaze when you reach out. So first we have Margot, a lifestyle influencer who just graduated from the SI Newhouse School of Public Communications at Syracuse University. Congrats. That's actually how Margot and I know each other because as many of you probably remember, I graduated from Newhouse last year. And I know that you guys also know that I started a magazine at school called University Girl. Margot ended up modeling in one of the issues. And since then, we had countless run-ins on campus. Margot has 195,000 followers on Instagram and 437,000 subscribers on YouTube. You're killing it right now. Why don't you kick (laughs) us off with a little introduction? Thank you. That was a very um, kind introduction on your part. Yeah, I just graduated Syracuse University in my parents' kitchen. Definitely not the way I was expecting to graduate, but certainly memorable. I'm crossing my fingers that we're going to be able to have a graduation on campus. But that aside, all that drama aside, I am a lifestyle vlogger. I love sharing what I'm doing and how I'm traveling, what I'm wearing, what makeup I'm doing. You know, I have no idea how to do makeup. I do my best um, <laughs> on my YouTube channel and my Instagram. And I've just had the most fun time interacting with people that follow me and getting to pursue these insane opportunities um, and share them on my social. So I feel so grateful for the position I'm in. Um, I'm really interested in working at startups post-grad. So I'm going to be sharing my journey on my socials for doing that, but I'm super excited to be here. So thank you. Thank you. Next, we have Caroline Vizana, who is known for her bold and colorful style. Whether she's sitting front row at Fashion Week or sitting on her couch during quarantine, you will always have her in an outfit that is extra AF, and we love to see it. She is not only an author of a published book called Making It in Manhattan, but she also has 226,000 Instagram followers. No big deal. Just like Margot, Caroline and I know each other through University Girl. Caroline was the cover star of the magazine one semester after I graduated. Because I had suggested to the team to reach out to her, I knew exactly who she was. When I saw her at Fashion Week in the fall, and I don't mean to sound like a major stalker, but I remember I was at the Noon by Noor show, sitting in Spring Studios, and I saw you walk in, and I was like, oh my god, that's Caroline, I go up and introduce myself. So there I was, a random girl you've never met before, introducing myself. <laughs> but I'm so glad that I did, because flash forward to this past New York Fashion Week in February, we ran into each other again after the Rebecca mm-hmm. Minkoff presentation, and I was like, you need to come on the podcast. And here you are. So we basically manifested this. Tell us a little bit about yourself. 
my gosh. Well, thank you for the introduction. I'm like cracking up laughing. You are the sweetest human being. And I'm so excited to finally be on your podcast. I feel like we've been speaking about this forever and I'm so thrilled to be one of your guests. But yeah, I mean, you've really covered a lot of it. I started my journey in fashion editorial, working at places like Teen Vogue and InStyle. And eventually I saw that a lot of publications were going digital. And I decided why not go out on my own and become my own boss. From there, I started Making It in Manhattan, the editorial site, and also wrote a book called Making It in Manhattan. And yeah, my style is very colorful and eclectic. And on Instagram, I like to share very editorial content. So yeah, I I'm, feel like you really gave me a beautiful introduction. <laughs> and I, I travel the world for Fashion Week, New York, uh, Milan, and Paris. And I was just there before all of this happened. So that was really crazy. But Thankful to be here and to be chatting all things quarantine and creativity and staying inspired during this time. Yes, thank you. And our third guest today, her name is Paige. If I ever need photo inspo and don't feel like going down a Pinterest rabbit hole, I turn to her Instagram. Paige has 199,000 Instagram followers and has such a unique artistic vision. On all of her posts, she even includes a little swipe gallery thing of the final product on one slide and then a video showing the behind the scenes of what it took to get the right shot. If you're on your phone right now, just go to her page and check it out. You'll thank me later. Honestly, Paige and I don't know each other before this. I've just been following her for a while now, and I'm completely obsessed with her content, if you couldn't already tell. So I just randomly sent her an email to invite her to join this panel. And she responded. So I'm super excited to get to know you. Introduce yourself. (laughs) Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and to meet everyone that's on this podcast. It's so fun connecting virtually. I mean, I feel like quarantine, we can get into this, but I've loved how I've connected to people on a deeper level. But um, yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm Paige. I live in Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, I started my journey in like the fashion world after college. I wanted to be a stylist, so I worked with a few celebrity stylists doing that. Hit a peak, and I didn't want to do it anymore. I figured I only liked styling myself. Mm-hmm. And so I was trying to figure out what to do. Landed a job doing influencer marketing for Disney and seeing how cool. the behind-the-scenes works on the brand agency side and seeing what people were creating. I knew I wanted to do it. I just didn't have the time. When I ended up back in Utah, I worked for a few startups. And then in the meantime, I was working on developing like what I wanted to create, how I wanted to inspire. And that led me to where I am. And I feel very lucky. I know that before I hit the record button, I was just mentioning, I really wanted to connect you all because although you are all content creators and that's something that you all definitely have in common, you all have very different aesthetics and perspectives. So I just know that all of you will bring something different to all of the questions and conversations that we'll get into. So to start... I want to know where you are all quarantining and, you know, how are you doing? How are you doing today? Did you, (laughs) did you create content today? What did that look like? Margo, want to kick us off? Sure. I am quarantining in Connecticut at my parents' house. I did not, it was not in the plans to move back here after college, but it's really been a nice kind of breather. And although I would have loved to spend the last few months of my college career with my friends in my college apartment, I'm so grateful that I have such an amazing household to come home to. I'm with my puppy, Rue, who's the absolute best and the star of my Instagram. <laughs> and I've, I feel like I've been making the most of it. Um, I think we'll get to this maybe a little later, but it was definitely a learning curve creating content at home. And it almost it, it definitely took a toll on my mental health at first, but I've been having really busy days. I'm working on a startup called Home From College, which I know you talked to Julia. Um, good one, on guys. Go check it out. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really amazing, and it makes me feel like I'm still connected to the college community because I'm not quite ready to move on. But yeah, I have really busy days. I actually had a phone call with Caroline earlier today. Yes, it was so was fun. <laughs> but yeah, just like Paige said, it's been really nice connecting with people that I might not be able to connect to if I was in my typical busy life. So I've been enjoying it. Yeah. What about you, Paige? So I'm quarantining in 
Draper, Utah. I live in a little townhome with a few girls. Today, I've kind of taken a breather. I feel like I put a lot of pressure on myself. So today was kind of like a mental health day. Mm. But as far as content, it's been hard. Like Margot said, it takes a toll on you when you know things are rattled and you're not used to it and you don't have access to travel and to shoot with people. And I had a full-time photographer and going from having a full-time photographer to not knowing how to use a camera and buying one and faking it was like beyond me. I was not well. So now I'm okay. It pushed me to do things that I didn't think that I would ever do. Um, but I do have to say it's not as bad here in Utah, obviously, as it is in New York. Like I have a little backyard. I can go walk down the street and take a picture near the gas station. You know, it's not, mm-hmm. it's not as bad. So I feel blessed. I mean, everyone takes this whole thing in differently, but I feel blessed to be where I am and still have a few things that others don't. But it's still, it's still been really hard. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. yeah, I feel that. Caroline, what about you? Yeah, so I'm quarantining. I live like right outside of Manhattan, 30 minutes. My boyfriend and I live together in a house. So thankfully, I'm quarantined with him and our two cats. <laughs> so that's what's been keeping me sane. Um, I think in the beginning, I was so gung-ho, especially I came right off of Fashion Month. So I was like, I need this break. Like this break is so welcomed. Mm-hmm. And now I'm kind of like, Uh, how many more walls can I shoot in front of my house? Um, (laughs) Just because it is getting a little bit, I mean, hard to, to, I have a bright green couch that I've shot with many times and I feel like how many times can I shoot in front of this Mm -hmm. bright green couch? But thankfully I do have a lot of white walls. So I've been trying Mm -hmm. to make the most of that, but I feel like honestly only last week and this week has it really been hitting me a little bit harder. I feel like I started out really strong and, You know, I shoot with a tripod and my camera anytime I shoot in my house because honestly, I don't like to bother my boyfriend to take my pictures if it's inside. So like I had that down pat, but now I'm like, okay, how many more, you know, poses can I do? So thankfully I've been working with some brands who have been sending me clothing and stuff because honestly, the way I get inspired, like since I'm a fashion influencer or whatever you want to call me. So I feel like the background isn't as important for me. The outfit's the main focus, but I do feel thankful, as everyone just said, like kind of being able to connect with people in this time, I maybe wouldn't always be able to. Like, I was able to talk with Margot, who I love and also admire as a friend, be able to chat about life and work and everything. And so little things like that, I think, really do make all the difference. Yeah, no, totally agreed. I feel like there are a lot of silver linings um, Mm -hmm. within this crazy, crazy world that we're living in. For yeah. all of the listeners who think that I'm not from <laughs> Long Island, I actually, this morning, my dad drove me back into the city, to my New York City apartment, um, which I haven't been to in literally two months. And to my lovely surprise, my plant Frankie is still alive somehow. <laughs> so I'm like, major win, right? <laughs> I would love to know how your creative processes have shifted during this time compared to when you are constantly creating on the go. Paige, I know you just mentioned you are no longer working with your full-time photographer. How did you end up working through that? Yeah, I knew that the moment we were requested to stay inside and we couldn't be with others, um, I had a little meltdown and I'm like, my job, what am I going to do? and bought a camera that day. And the next week I just played around with it with like my roommates. And I was like, Paige, you've got to figure this out. It it can't be that hard. You can do it. It's fine. So luckily if I had questions or whatever, I'd call friends or Rachel, who's my main photographer. But it was also very difficult because like I love to shoot outside and I am very, if you look at my page, like I'm in different places, whether it's like super ghetto and gross or like a beautiful building, you rarely see me inside. And so to learn how to use the camera with the limited light, my house isn't a bright place. It's, it's really, really hard. So, um, I just told myself like, I didn't have a choice. Like this is my full-time job and you've got to learn to pivot and you don't have a choice. It's sink or swim and you've got to, you've got to swim. So Mm-hmm. But I mean, I've had, I had people help me out and give me advice and tell me what to change my settings to and just kind of guide me through it. 
our governor lifted our rules a little bit. So I got to go shoot with my photographer a couple days ago, but it had been a month. Yeah. And I post six days a week. So that's a lot to shoot on my own. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's been really good. I'm super happy now. I'm I'm glad that that was like the kick in the butt that I needed, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, totally. And you know, this whole second season is called Resilience Required and you were resilient through that. It it shows. Yeah. Yeah. Caroline, what about you? So, I mean, similarly, a lot of my day to day before this revolved around shooting around New York City. Um, My brand's like called Making It in Manhattan. So being out and about shooting, you know, with yellow taxis, I feel like that was like always a staple. For me, or just, you know, going to meetings, going to events, that was kind of my day to day. So it's weird in a sense that it's way more like laxed because I'm like, okay, I have to wake up and yes, I have to shoot this campaign or write this, but I'm so used to like the hustle of New York and like the go, go, go-ness. So sometimes I've had to catch myself because I always feel like I'm not doing enough. That's kind of, I think, just like how I am. Maybe it's the New Yorker in me. Is just, I'm always like, I need to be doing more. I need to be shooting more, going to more events, et cetera. So now I've been really having to force myself to be like, you're doing enough. You're doing all you can right now. Relax. Don't be so hard on yourself. And then, I mean, in terms of like my creative process and stuff, I've just been trying. I mean, I always shoot what I truly, truly like. That's kind of like what my whole brand is about. I have a very specific style. I'm shooting home content, but I'm all dressed up and glammed up and in some sort of crazy fun outfit. But with that being said, I mean, it's definitely been an adjustment and it's been an adjustment to constantly push myself to stay inspired and to push myself to want to create every day. And I think for me, what's like helped me, and I'm sure we can like all agree is when you do post something during this time, people's reactions are like, this just brightened my day or like, Seeing your content every day during quarantine is like what I look forward to or whatever it might be, especially right now when I'm not out and about and being inspired by New York City. Like that's what's inspiring me to continue creating is really like that community. Hmm. I love that so much. And that's also the same for me. Whenever I get a DM from someone saying that they really loved an episode or even someone today, I've tagged you guys in a little thing and was like, getting ready for the podcast today. And then someone responded to it saying, oh my God, I'm so excited for this. Like, this is the great, the best panel. (laughs) Just little things like that. Even just getting excited. Yeah. So I totally agree with you about the cool community aspect that you just mentioned. Margo, I'm curious about your take on this, especially because I know you're very involved in the YouTube world as well, which on top of creating photo content, it's a little different. Yeah. Well, I have to give both Paige and Caroline credit for creating such creative pieces um, and a lot of thought and work goes into it whereas my content definitely thought and work goes into it but it's more just I'm living my life and I'm creating content as I go along so I found that it's not so much the creative process that's changed for me but it's the content that is being created is very different when I came home and I was my college and travel and getting dressed up for things and putting my makeup on for things was all stripped from my channel. Everyone in the world has the same 30 things to do in their house. They all have the same maybe white walls or green couches or whatever. And the only thing that's really going to set you apart during this time is your personality and Mm -hmm. what you're going to bring to the table that other people can't. So Mm -hmm. that was what really like, weighed on me mentally and I was just like I'm not interesting like people are gonna notice that like this content is just gonna go downhill but I think it took a week or so until I could really start getting in the process of you know what everyone's in the same boat everyone's looking for an escape Mm -hmm. from their life if my life I'm doing the same things it's gonna look different and I'm gonna have a different take on things so Mm -hmm. I think just opening myself up more than I would normally on my YouTube channel and being vulnerable Mm -hmm. and so many of my followers and my subscribers are going through graduation and I've received the most incredible heartwarming and heart-wrenching messages from people who have graduated whether it's high school or college or whatever um and it's nice to just know that people aren't in this alone so I think just knowing that if you need to shift your content that's okay and 
everyone is doing that right now, whether they're content creators or they just have a little Instagram for themselves and their friends, our lives Mm -hmm. look different. And just being transparent about that, I think is something that I've learned to do over this course. Yeah, Mm -hmm. totally. Totally. I'm curious, is there anything that you guys do every day, a daily routine activity that kind of keeps you inspired? Take it away, Paige. (laughs) Mine is like the super basic thing, but like I have to get my body moving every morning or I just feel sluggish, whether that's like even going on a walk or running or lifting weights or I don't know, jump roping, something that's getting your blood flowing. For me, if I don't do that, I have a very hard time wanting to work, thinking out of the box. And so for me, that is like, that has to happen. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. On top of that, I cannot work out at home if I'm by myself. <laughs> like I'll just end up sitting on my phone. So my mom has been an amazing workout buddy and she's, she's like incredible. But yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. I think just getting my body moving every day in the morning is so important. And it means that I'm away from my phone and away from my computer. No Slack notifications or Instagram <laughs> DMs or whatever that I have to look at. It's just mm-hmm. focusing on that one thing. which I found is like incredibly important during this time. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I'm the same way as you, Margaret. Like I have a very hard time motivating myself to work out alone. So I have a work virtual workout buddy, my friend Taylor, we have the same name and we FaceTime. We'll do like, I don't know, IG live together. And yeah, so I feel, I feel like I'm definitely motivated and I'm held accountable for working out at least yeah. with other people. In addition to that, I just feel like it's always so important to somehow get off of your phone. And like mm-hmm. for me, that's been such a struggle. Caroline, I'm curious if you've done anything to help you minimize your screen mm-hmm. time because I know that mine is really horrible and high. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think we can all agree now more than ever, so many people are on social media. In the morning, I try to always take time to have a cup of tea, which is like super simple, but I love tea. I don't drink coffee. So that's just kind of like my morning. And then so I have a six-year-old cat and then I have an eight-month-old kitten and he's so snuggly. So every morning when you wake up, he just wants to like snuggle with you for like mm-hmm. a straight 30 minutes and give you face rubs. And you can't have your phone out because he will feel shunned if you're looking at your phone and trying to snuggle with him. So that's kind of like a little morning ritual for me. And then something else that I've been doing that isn't really like a morning thing. It's just a, when I'm trying to get off my phone type thing is I've started painting and that's been kind of fun for me. I mean, I'm not like the best painter or anything like that, but actually when I was younger, I wanted to be an artist before I wanted to go into fashion. So I used to paint all the time and then I stopped for years. And then with all this happening, my excuse was always that I didn't have time. So I ordered paints and canvases just like off Amazon when this was like first, first happening. And so just occasionally when I like need some time just off my phone and escaping from the reality of it all, I'll go and I'll paint. So that's been fun. I love that so much. And going off of that, I'm definitely not a painter and it's kind of (laughs) funny because my mom is a painter. Like she actually really this. Oh my God. It's amazing. Yes. Unfortunately it was not the painting skill was not hereditary. (laughs) Um, so like I can write, I can take photos, but I cannot paint. (laughs) But another thing that kind of helps me get off my phone is I love doing collages. And like I was a magazine major in college. So I'm a magazine hoarder. So I have Ooh. a lot of them just like lag around, especially in my apartment here. So, so pre quarantine, I kind of gotten into it more, I guess. And I just like ran to CVS um, and got, you know, posters and tape and everything. So, so, yeah, anything that you can do with your hands really is mm-hmm. such a great way to kind of get off your phone, you know, have a little wine, yeah. put mm-hmm. on that new playlist that you've been working on. Totally. And, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Paige, your photos are a mix of editorial and artsy. How do you come up with those ideas? Do you have photo inspo from Pinterest? My process is, I get asked this all the time and it's so hard for me to explain, but I'll do my best. So I go to Pinterest sometimes, but I try my hardest not to go to Pinterest just because I feel like it's oversaturated and that's where everybody goes, right? So I feel like the way my brain works is 
everywhere I go, anywhere I go, people I talk to, things I see, my brain is like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. Take a picture of that. Take a picture of that. Like my phone is full of pictures of like random locations or like quotes or music covers or really random things. And I feel like there's not just one thing that inspires me. I can look in the kitchen and be like, okay, what in here can I use today as a prop and how can I make it editorial? Or this song is really inspiring. What line can I take from it and like create a picture from it? Can you give us an example of a recent photo that you did use a song lyric and then it inspired a certain pose? I need to go to my feed. So it was beginning of quarantine. I was so nervous to post it because it was my first photo I had taken by myself. Okay. But I was sitting in my living room, which I just moved from because my roommate got home, but I wish I was down there so I could show you. And I had the reggae um, Pandora on because I love reggae music. <laughs> and one of my favorite songs came on by Adrian Hood called Brown Eyed Blues. And my friends and I would just jam to it in high school. And so I was like, oh, this inspires me so much. And I was sitting there and I was just like looking around. I was on my computer and I have a print of like eyes on my wall I was like hmm maybe I could do something with eyes and so then I came upstairs and put some makeup on and tried shooting with this like eye picture I don't know it worked out posted it but the song inspired the eyes cool Cool. I want to go look at it I love that as a creative, sometimes it's hard because like my brain never shuts off and I'm always thinking about what's next and like what I can do next for work. And I have a hard time like shutting it off and being present sometimes. So that's kind of the downfall of it. But I feel super lucky because I just feel inspired by a lot of things and not just like one certain thing. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong. I have my funks where I'm like, I'm done. I can't think of one more thing to do, one more prop to use, one more location to go, but it just works out because it's something that I have to do. I totally agree with you. I mean, I get in those funks as well. Even for this podcast, sometimes I feel like I'm on a creative high where I'll be writing in my notebook, like pages and pages and pages of things. Other times I'll hit a wall and I'm like, oh my God, like what am I supposed to be doing right now? Mm -hmm. Um, and And I think giving your brain that space to kind of reset is super, super important. For sure. What do you think, Caroline? What's your creative process? When I'm at home, mm-hmm. always a tripod, unfortunately. It's getting a little, <laughs> it's getting a little uh, old because I do miss shooting. I shoot with my assistant regularly. Or I, I will shoot photographers sometimes. I feel like I'm very particular. And also, I, I'm not afraid to speak out and give direction and be like, go down low, get on your head, get on your knees. And <laughs> so, yeah, but when I'm home, even like today, I shot just just one look today. And I was just trying to get the angle right with the tripod because it's so hard. You know the angle in your head, but then getting the tripod at that same angle is so much more difficult sometimes. When I'm searching for inspiration, I mean... I feel like I get inspired a lot like by clothing. I don't necessarily get inspired by the location unless it's I did this big photo shoot last summer at this vintage beauty salon in Manhattan called Beauty Bar. If any of you guys have been there, it's like now an actual bar, but it was a beauty salon. And I honestly, just one night with friends, they're like, let's go to this place. And I fell in love with it. So then I contacted the owner and asked if I could shoot there. So that's like one time I was really inspired by the space. And then I went and searched and then I called and looked from designers and styled it all out. So that was kind of the opposite. But most of the time I'm usually inspired by a look. Maybe I see something in a new designer's collection or I see something online or I'm like at someone's press day and I see a really cool piece and I'm like, I need to shoot that. Can I borrow that? Can I have that? Whatever it might be. So I feel like for me, for me, it's about the clothing. But I mean, I definitely, I'm always looking online for inspiration. I love looking at old magazine ads or, I mean, I definitely, Pinterest is great, but I usually search like vintage ad campaigns, vintage magazine ad campaigns rather than girl in New York City. That's not what inspires me personally. Like if I see a really cool vintage ad, I just feel like, oh my God, I have to go (laughs) shoot and create something and put something together. But right now, I mean, I feel like Instagram is great too to just 
get inspiration from people for house pictures because yeah. I've shot in front of all of my walls. I've shot on my couch. You know, I'm hopefully, fingers crossed, if all works out, going to my family's beach house this weekend for Memorial Day weekend. So maybe I'll be able to do some beach shoots if we're like allowed on the beach and obviously social distancing and everything, but I would die to get a different location to and like that. five different outfits five different oh my god i already warned my boyfriend i was like if we go to the beach i'm going ham i'm gonna just feel like a bird like free and spreading my wings and i have also so much swimwear that like brands have sent me that has just been sitting in my drawers because what am i gonna do with it i mean i'm not gonna shoot swim in my house really but, i mean not for me like personally. photoshop a beach in your window or oh something. my god imagine imagine i would that, that i'm also not the best at photoshop so <laughs> i feel like that's the other thing most of my pictures like too it has to be like exactly how i want it to look yeah otherwise i'm like oh god this is gonna be <laughs> devastating yeah so Honestly, yeah, there's a lot of yeah Kudos there's, to there's you because I tried once to use a tripod to take a picture of myself in my apartment. It didn't work. Oh my God. I, it never made it to Instagram. Like it just oh my God. did not happen for me. So I applaud you, honestly. Oh my God. Well, harder this, than it looks. The story was that like last, not this Christmas, so like way over, I guess a year ago, I was starting to like want to shoot in my house a little bit more and my boyfriend didn't want to take my pictures. <laughs> so for Christmas, he got me a tripod. <laughs> for me, I was like, this is the best gift ever. Thank you. So I was like so excited. And honestly, right away, I was just like, shoot, 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 shoot. But I think it just honestly, you have to play around with it. There's some days that I'm like, screw this tripod. Like, I can't stand it. Like today, I just like, it took me forever to get this angle where like my head wasn't cut off and all that stuff. So yeah, it takes, it takes practice. It's not easy. And that's why everyone who's shooting at home right now and like producing cool content, I'm like, this is not easy. I give everyone so much credit. Yeah, seriously. Margo, yeah. I'm curious how you stay inspired, but also you seem like you're so comfortable speaking to your followers. Like I, I tuned into your Instagram live the other day. You just seem like such a natural. Has it always been like that? Teach us your ways. <laughs> I always feel so awkward. <laughs> I've always been a performer. Like, I grew up dancing. I was Dorothy in my eighth grade play. Oh, wow. I love that. <laughs> and I've had my YouTube channel since eighth grade. And I love public speaking. Like, it's not a challenge for me to speak in front of other people and present myself. Um, and, of course, it's a whole different ball game talking to oh. a group of people versus talking to a camera. And yeah. that could freak people out for different reasons. But I think just first of all it takes practice knowing how to speak I f I don't even realize what that I do it but when I'm filming a video I'll repeat things or say things over from a sentence I said three sentences ago and it'll cut perfectly and my brain has just like trained itself wow. to know how to do that which is nice but definitely wasn't happening when I was starting YouTube wow. um but yeah, I mean, I think it just takes practice. No one's going to be perfect when they start. And the only way to get better is to continuously do that, which obviously that's not a new concept, but it's certainly true for YouTube and for creating content, image, images, photography, whatever. So yeah, um, in terms of getting inspired, because I'm really just showing my life pretty unfiltered, like I don't use filters on Instagram and on YouTube, I love editing, but I try to keep it like as real as possible. I have found that I'm really inspired by the time of day. So when I wake up and it's bright and that lighting and I have the rest of the day to figure out what I'm doing, what content I'm shooting, that's when I create the best pictures and videos and ideas. And that's when I do my best work. And then I also find that when it's golden hour, that's also when I'm really inspired to take pictures and create content. Um, so I think it's less so like finding a a specific thing that inspires me that I want to maybe recreate or iterate off of. And it's more just taking parts of my life and kind of capitalizing on the times when I'm feeling most inspired. 
if totally. that makes any sense. <laughs> no, totally, totally. And I definitely agree with you about the practicing thing because when I first, like during my first episode, uh, it was a solo pod and I literally re-recorded it a total of three times. <laughs> Like, yeah. this takes oh practice. Even yeah. I remember my first panel, I was like sweating so hard. I was so nervous. <laughs> like it was so much more, more planned out and like totally more structured. Whereas now, you know, I'm on the fifth episode and it's totally way more chill. Um, yeah. you, you'll mm-hmm. get the hang of it. Like it may seem intimidating at first, but totally agree with you. Paige, I, so I obviously did research on all of you before you guys came on and I read this <laughs> interview with you and you said- oh, no. it said that you know you'll do anything for the shot and I think was the story that you almost fell out of a van to get a shot um so I've done a lot of stupid things I'm surprised I haven't ended up on that page influencers in the wild I'll be on there one day I just know it um I fell off I almost fell off a bed of like so you know how like a semi truck it's like the main part where you drive in, and then if the semi part isn't on it, it's just like that plain metal, whatever. So I got on the middle of it, but I didn't know the middle moved. And so I stepped in the middle and I totally fell back and almost fell off like, into the, yeah. My, my whole outfit was greased up. I had like cuts on my, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Well, at least. Did you get the shot? I mean, no, I didn't. Uh. <laughs> I was like, did you get it before that happened? Oh. Yeah. So I didn't get that shot. We moved on from that. But um, oh, you poor yeah, I, I'm always doing things that I probably should be a little bit more careful. And it's not like I'm doing anything so crazy where, you know, I shouldn't be doing it. But, you know, just like climbing trees and weird, <laughs> weird things. <laughs> I don't know. I love that so much. Um, I yeah. feel like that's also what makes your page so unique because you're always having some sort of movement in all of your images. Yeah, that was one of my goals for my photos when I was like, I'm going full time. This is my brand. This is what I'm doing. So yeah, thanks for saying that. You're welcome. Well, it definitely comes across. So I want to talk about Fashion Week. Caroline, I, we all know that your brand is very fashionable, <laughs> especially on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about traveling for fashion week and Mm -hmm. I'm curious I mean from the outside looking in obviously it seems like such a dream to go travel and I know that Margot you also attended New York fashion week this fall but what actually goes down I could say so much about it um I write about fashion week in my book too so I mean fashion week is literally the best in my opinion some people hate it it's the best time of the year it's just so exciting it's so much fun it's literally like the culmination of everything like all the months of like hard work and running around for us as like influencers and for them as designers like it leads all up to this one moment so it's just like very beautiful and it's very exciting and it's just an honor to like be there and attend whether you're going to one show you're going to 10 shows or 100 shows, whatever it might be. So New York Fashion Week for me is way much more work. It's like way, <laughs> way more chaotic. Milan and Paris is like play. It's so much more fun. It's way more relaxed. There's like dinners and parties and events. And you're every night like at some cool dinner at like 9 p.m. Because no one in Europe eats dinner till 9 p.m. Whereas in New York and during Fashion Week, we're like, we all got to get back. We got to get to sleep. We're exhausted. Um, Especially during New York Fashion Week, I feel like I don't even go out after like shows and stuff. I'm too tired. But in Europe, also, I think you're on like a high because you're like, I'm in Milan. I'm in Paris. This Mm -hmm. is so fun. Obviously, Fashion Week can be cutthroat to some people and some people don't really enjoy it as much as others. I mean, I... I'm very, very, I think, nice. And I like to be very welcoming to everybody. And, like, I remember seeing Margot this fashion week and, like, was so excited to see her. And I don't think I even – was it your first fashion week? Yeah. I didn't even realize it was until I saw your vlog, I think. And I was like, oh, my God, I didn't even think it was her first fashion week, which that's so exciting, too. Like, there's nothing like your very first time. It's literally, like, the most amazing thing. Um But I mean, some girls obviously get caught up in like the glitz and glam of it and get a little bit like you can't sit with us vibes. But I think for me personally, like I started out in editorial in magazines and I knew how much of an honor it was to get invited to Fashion Week. It wasn't just something that was handed to you and it wasn't something that you just, you know, 
got invited to. I did internships. I then was an assistant. I, you know, ran around the city with Garmin bags just to, you know, do anything I could to get invited. So that were heavier than you. Literally, things that were heavier than me. <laughs> running, literally, I interned for one designer for Fashion Week and literally brought her new collection in garment bags on the subway to Lincoln Center when it was still Lincoln Center. So, I mean, I have stories I could tell. So, for me, I mean, it's such a special time and I'm just honored and excited to be there. So, for example, someone snuck in and they're sitting in my seat. I'm not going to go over and kick them out. I just like let them sit there and I just squeeze in next to them because I know like, it means a lot to them too, you know? And I think more people need to, to just keep that like girl power, like women's empowerment mentality with them at all times. Yeah. Well, I just, I just want to butt in quickly and say that. Yeah, I go for it. I feel like I saw, I ran into you in a few different places and shows, which was always nice seeing a friendly face, especially being, it was my first time and I didn't yes. know what I was doing. But every time, and especially I think it was after the Rebecca Minkoff show that I ran into Caroline, she was surrounded by mostly women that were so thrilled to just be talking to her and catching up with her and she's truly like just a light walking through these different shows and after in the hallway and it is a lot of people on their phones and just looking at the content making sure they have the picture and getting their seat and if they're not in the first row it's a a huge issue and just seeing Caroline like literally arm in arm with all these different (laughs) fabulous people was um, a breath of fresh air. Thank you. You're the best. Um, No but I mean it's all just about like empowering and supporting each other. And, you know, I've been doing this for so long going to fashion week. I mean, I'm not that old full disclosure. I just started young going to fashion week. So I literally just feel like I really know like the ins and outs of it all. And if I see someone who like that, I know who doesn't look comfortable or something like that, I'm going to go over and say hi and like try to help them out and stuff. So I love what it's all about. Fashion and New York needs needs more of this. Margot, I know that you have also traveled with Sephora recently, right? What went into that trip? Yeah, I've been on a few big influencer trips. Most recently, I went to Germany with Sephora Collection. Sephora Collection is such a dream to work with. Um, not only is the troupe incredible, but the team is just so amazing and I think as an influencer who sees a career maybe not past but aside influencing and I want a career that maybe doesn't go hand in hand being an influencer and sharing my life a part of these brand trips that I always really try to focus on is connecting with the people who are actually working at these companies because who knows if down the line I'm going to want to work at Sephora collection behind the scenes or work wherever it may be, maybe these people have connections. And I think in all of these trips, it's being nice to everyone. You never know like where any connection is going to lead. And even if it leads nowhere, you just want to leave a good taste in somebody's mouth. And Mm -hmm. I think, especially with the team, a lot of times it's easy for them to be unrecognized recognized and they have to deal with all the shit that goes on like if someone doesn't get the same gift bag as somebody else or just all these things that are so minute but it takes Mm -hmm. so much planning and ordering and like how do they get all this stuff to Germany like down to dinner reservations and our name plates have our names on them it's just Mm -hmm. insane so if you're fortunate you're able to spend that trip with those people who made it happen and maybe they're not doing all the things with you but they might be at like another table at dinner. So it's just like Caroline said, just being a human and recognizing that Mm -hmm. everyone who's involved in it has emotions and puts, puts their best work into it, whether they're a content creator or they're the brand manager or whatever. So I think in any industry, something to take away is just realizing how much work goes into different things. Networking aside, the big question is how is Sephora benefiting from this, Sephora Collection? And we did some shoots for their new brow products. It was a trip around their brow campaign, which I'm obsessed with their brow products, like truly. The reason we went to Germany is because we were able to visit the factory that they create the brow products in and take a tour of the factory and see it being created, why they chose that factory, very ethical and sustainable practices. So, um, 
really just getting people who have a platform in to share that, I think, is really important because that company is trying to keep their authenticity just as con- content creators are. And the way that they're doing that is just letting the whole process be seen from start to finish, how it's being created, get, actually getting to hold a product that's coming off of the factory line, and then taking doing a photo shoot with those products and really getting to experience it. And if it's a product that you really believe in, that it comes naturally being able to talk about it. Of course, it's mutually beneficial for both Sephora Collection and the influencers, but it's really cool to see these new ways of marketing that are blooming up within the past probably three years. Yeah, totally. Age, what are one of your highlights from being an influencer and a creator? My favorite collaboration that I did... That made me the most excited. It was like right when I went full-time too. And I was really scared. I was really scared to make the leap and go full-time. Was with Nike. And they just let me have creative freedom. And the concept I came up with was inspired by where like the concept of the shoe came from, which was like, yeah, it was so beautiful. And it was beautifully written. And... I don't know how or why, but my image ended up on their front page. And for me, I'm like, okay, my career can end. Like I'm very, (laughs) very happy person. It's amazing. That was probably one of the highlights. Um, I've done some traveling with Ritz Carlton to create content at some of their locations. And that too, I have just felt so super lucky to be able to do that. And like Margo said, connecting with the team has been like the coolest part. Because I feel like you kind of become, when you do these campaigns over and over, you kind of become like a family mm-hmm. and it's just fun to like see them and you meet up with them every night and you're just excited. You're just excited to see mm-hmm. what the plan is for the day and you don't have to be alone. You don't have to be, mm-hmm. you know, you can be creating with these people and they're excited. So it makes you excited. It's just really fun. It's a really cool experience to create and connect at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Caroline, you... Mm-hmm partner with a lot of fashion brands is the one that sticks out to you I feel like I'm so thankful anytime a fashion brand wants to work with me and I get so excited and I get to have so much fun with it because I feel like fashion brands kind of like Paige was saying they give you a lot of creative freedom and you really get to like run with it if I had to like pick a favorite campaign I would probably pick this one that I did with Patricia Fields who's the stylist of Sex in the City so so I, one of my parts of my brand is that I identify as like a modern day Carrie Bradshaw. Mm -hmm. And so I've been very fortunate that I've gotten to meet Patricia Fields who literally created Carrie's and all the characters looks, which therefore kind of, in my opinion, made them the icons that we know and love today. So it all started first off when I just launched my website, I reached out out to Patricia Fields team and asked if I could interview her for making it in Manhattan. And they said, yes. And I was shocked. So I interviewed her for my website. That was like years ago, maybe three years ago. And then last year, like last March, literally around this time-ish, Pat had her assistant contact me because she was coming out with a new Carrie necklace. It was called the Carrie 2.0, like the nameplate necklace. And they were going to shoot a whole campaign. They wanted to get it like featured in press. They wanted to feature it on the website. And they asked if I would be like the carry 2.0 in the campaign. Wow. So they, they pulled like pieces from the Sex and the City archives. Like Pat styled me for a shoot in the East Village and stuff. And then it was featured all over Women's Wear Daily, Vogue Italia, Glamour UK, like all over in all these different places. So awesome. I... I would say that was kind of just like an absolute dream collaboration. I had to keep pinching myself and I literally was just so incredibly honored that she trusted me with such a major moment for her brand and for her legacy in a sense that obviously Carrie is one of the characters that like put her on the map to who she is. So yeah. And she's just an incredible person. And then we've continued working together. I like hosted a party with her at Art Basel this year and stuff. So she's just amazing and so trusting and so supportive of me and everything. So that was probably my favorite collaboration I've ever done. 
I love that so much. I feel like that's so full circle. Also, side note, I'm literally rewatching Sex and the City right now. Oh, so, the best. Very the best. That you mentioned that. <laughs> the best. And now every time I watch it, I like look at Carrie's necklace and I'm just like, that's so weird because Pat designed that first necklace. Wow. And then she designed this new one. So it's really, really cool. Yeah. I would love to... Uh, re-implement something that I started in season one called a girl gaze game and it's going to feature rapid fire questions so, <laughs> usually it's just one other person so it's easy mm-hmm. to do but I think what we're gonna do is maybe Caroline you'll answer first and then Paige you'll okay. go first, and Margo you'll go third and then we'll just kind of do it like back to back okay so girl gaze game here we go go to quarantine outfit I would say a long, like, floor-length floral dress. <laughs> Dang, Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. That's literally when I was on the phone with Margo today. Like, that's what I was wearing. They're usually just, like, super loose-fitting. And, like, they feel like nightgowns, but they're from ASOS or H&M. And they're, like, long floral dresses. I'm glad you didn't ask like, me that question. <laughs> that's what I wear around the house. <laughs> what about you, Paige? Oh, I am always in sweats. Me too. Always. <laughs> like, always, always, always. Um, I would say athleisure. Mm-hmm. Favorite designer? Um, maybe for clothing, Miu Miu. I would say Miu Miu too, or I really like Chloe. Mm. I love Chloe. Love Marc Jacobs. Uh, yeah. Love Shock Fancy. <laughs> I love their stuff so much. They did a club with Superga and they sent me the shoes and I literally have been obsessed with them so much. I wanna They're floral. <laughs> literally I wanna go buy everything off their website yeah. now. So going off a of favorite designer, what's your favorite place to shop? Ooh, a vintage store. I really honestly enjoy shopping vintage probably the most. That's like my favorite. My go to is probably ASOS, but I really love Zara. I would say, especially during quarantine, it's my dad and my brother's closet. <laughs> I love that. I love that too. Dream brand to partner with? Mew Mew, definitely. Chloe. Maybe not partner with, but work with would be Vogue or Man Repeller. I'm like, love Man Repeller. <laughs> oh my God, love Man Repeller. They're amazing. Yeah. Most used skincare essential? from Sunday Riley there's like this CEO glow I think it's called so I I use a lot of Sunday Riley products honestly they have amazing skincare I'm not well versed with skincare um but I do love Glossier's stuff but I don't know much about skincare so um I've been really into lip products recently (gasps) So I've been reapplying. Oh my gosh. Oh my God, love. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) So that and then the Tatcha lip glass or something. I've been like trying to test the water, see which one I like better, but those two. Yeah, that actually reminds me, I got sent this lip scrub from, gosh, I don't even remember what brand it was, but I haven't really done any lip care for myself besides like the Glossier lip gloss, but that's not even... Care, self-care whatever <laughs> so you know what I'm gonna do that tonight and see if like it actually makes a difference um what show are you binge watching right now I feel like I'm in between shows right now it's another quarantine problem is I feel like I've run out of shows I just watched Hollywood on Netflix which is a new show they just came out with and I loved it so much it was amazing I like watched it in two days so if you haven't seen Hollywood on Netflix highly recommend it um I just binge watched Outer Banks same the main character is so hot (laughs) I can't even handle he's so attractive um it takes me a very long time to get through tv shows and i usually don't finish them but i'm watching schitt's creek with my family right now oh my god i love schitt's creek i literally just rewatched it (laughs) dan levy is like has my heart on it (laughs) (laughs) will you be wearing tie-dye sweatsuits or the tie-dye trend post-quarantine or will you be ditching it I've been wearing tie-dye for like four years now, so I own so much tie-dye. I'll, I'll still wear tie-dye even when it's not cool anymore. I just love tie-dye. I'm with you. I love it. 
Yeah. I honestly don't own that many tie-dye pieces, but I'll, I'll keep wearing it. I want digital. Okay, I'm glad you guys said that because, like, <laughs> yeah, I love your the second so cute. podcast episode that I'm doing that I'm wearing tie-dye. Um, I love it. Oh, so, good, good answer. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite social media platform? That's hard. I mean, I guess I would have to, by default, say Instagram since that's kind of my bread and butter and where I started. But I've been really loving TikTok lately. Uh, and guys, I TikTok just... TikTok stresses me out. I don't know why. <laughs> it stresses me out. It's just, don't get me wrong, I agree. It's like a whole new everything. But I've been sharing a lot of career advice videos there. And on my Instagram, I obviously share a lot of fashion, but my brand is a mix of career and fashion, obviously with my book and everything. So it's kind of given me a platform to highlight that. And then not that I have a ton of followers there, but then they go and they find me on Instagram. They're like, Oh, you really have cool style too. And it kind of like all comes together. So I've been enjoying TikTok too. I've been, I've been cheating on Instagram a little bit with TikTok. (laughs) I've been having an affair. Um, I would say Instagram, but also my friend got me kind of hooked on Reddit. I don't know if you consider that like a social media platform, but just really interesting. I need to check that out. I'm not on Yeah. Sometimes things on there inspire me too. (laughs) People can be really witty and there's like a lot Mm -hmm. of interesting things. So cool. Um, I would say YouTube for me. That's like my main source of entertainment. And I also just Mm -hmm. love creating that. Yeah, I love that. yeah. And my last question for you guys is what's your silver lining for quarantine and for staying positive? Mm, that's hard. I think for me, I'm such a summer person. I'm a Leo. Like my birthday is in the summer and like summer and warm weather is where I like mentally thrive. I think I honestly get seasonal depression when it's cold out, especially in New York. It gets so cold. So I think looking forward to like July and August and telling myself it's got to be lifted by then. (laughs) At least like let me go to the beach. Yeah. Like honestly, the beach is my happy place. So when it does, I think also it's putting a lot of things into perspective for me. Like, you know, the little matcha latte I always get at this like one place in Soho or the guy on this corner that always asks me for a dollar every time I walk by or, you know, the smell of walking by this restaurant, like smelling their pasta every time I do in, you know, West Village or whatever it might be. Like, it's little things like that that I didn't realize how much I would miss. And now, once this is all over, I just am so excited to get back into somewhat of my swing and to literally just, like, really cherish it all and to and to realize how truly lucky I am. I love that. Yeah, for me, kind of echoing Caroline, I think it's made me realize what's most important. And I have friends that, you know, live in LA or New Jersey that I have not been able to see. And I'm just that much more excited to be with them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, even me, like, who can take traveling for granted, but like, you don't really think about it you know, you're like, Oh, I'm so lucky. I'm going on this trip. But like, you don't think about what if I could never go. So I Mm -hmm. think it's just like, like you said, every little thing, you're just that much more excited. Mm -hmm. And eventually it's got to end. And now we're, you know, there's so much good that has come from what's happening right now, like mentally Mm -hmm. speaking, like a mental break, bonding with family, bonding with friends, even if it's over FaceTime and just Mm -hmm. taking a step back and being like, I really needed this. I really mm-hmm. needed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I think um, I said this earlier, but I think just it, it almost, I mean, obviously this is far from a gift, everything that's going on, but it feels like a gift to be able to spend like one last chunk of time at my family house with my parents and my dog um, and my backyard and just kind of be able to exist here for one last time, hopefully, we'll see. 
<laughs> but um, until I kind of do my own thing and kind of take this pause, not I'm not necessarily taking a pause like career wise. I, I find mm-hmm. that I'm still really busy, but mm-hmm. just being able to kind of surround myself with the people who really support me and um, mm-hmm. yeah, like Paige said, just getting to reconnect with people in new ways and maybe deeper ways than you did before. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I totally agree with you. Um, like even recently I reconnected with someone who I hadn't even spoken to since graduation because you think that you're going to stay close with all these people and then life happens and you're like, oh my God, yeah. it's here later and I haven't like checked in on XYZ and like all these people. So I, mm-hmm. I have been using this time to, I don't know, really think and, and reconnect with people. But also I just kind of love how once everything, once we find this new sense of normal, once the quarantine is lifted, I am going to kind of view it as like a restart. Um, and I think that's mm-hmm. super refreshing too, to think of For it. Like, sure. Yeah. Um, I have loved this conversation, guys. I'm so happy that you all were able to join. Before we head out, I always like to end the podcast with today's goal of the week which is a realistic self-care goal for the upcoming week because my episodes are released on Sundays. I love starting the week off on a positive note and I feel like setting a realistic self-care goal is super motivational and also attainable. So Mm -hmm. Caroline, you want to kick us off? Whenever I'm trying to really focus on self-care, I try to make my celery juice. I have this like celery juice I love to have. I try to focus on making it at least like three times a week and enjoying that, like drinking it while like reading a magazine or something is one of my favorites. Um, Maybe masking a couple of times, but also for self-care and especially with everything going on in quarantine, treat yourself to like one really good meal this week, whether you make it or you like Uber eats it or something. Thing. like we're all so stressed right now and like sometimes I mean I'm Italian I love to eat <laughs> I love a good meal and for me sometimes like my self-care is like taking a night and putting my phone down putting on a movie I love I did it this past Friday I put on the Devil Wears Prada I ordered a pizza to myself and I sat with my cats and I watched it and it was amazing. So, so that was like a bunch of different things, but if we're doing something that truly will make you just like feel good is like for me, the devil wears Prada. It sounds so funny, but I used to watch it before I worked in this industry. And I used to feel like when Miranda would like spew things at Andy to do, it felt like gibberish going over my head. And now when I watch it, I literally understand every single thing she has her to do. So I just find it funny. And so I love watching it. I had my pizza, I had my comfy clothes on, I had, you know, a blanket. And I was like, this is my night. And it was very nice. That sounds dreamy. <laughs> it was great. For me, I had my followers challenge me and they challenged me to start meditating. And that's something that I'm just not good at. I am not good at it. My can't shut my brain off. And so I want to challenge everyone, maybe even like once or twice a week, just meditate for like 10 minutes in the morning and then have a nice glass of water to start your day. And I haven't done it for a super long time, but I feel happier. So I think for me, that's probably the next steps that I needed that maybe someone else needs. I don't know. Yeah, I love that. Even like pre-quarantine, and I would not do this religiously at all. I'm not a morning person. It's very hard for me to get out of bed in the morning when my alarm goes off. But on the days where I'm able to wake up like 10, 20, 30 minutes before my alarm goes off, and I just like open my curtains and I and I pull my yoga mat out and I just like breathe. It's not even really meditating because just, yeah. mm-hmm. I actually don't even know how to meditate, but you know, just stretching and just breathing mm-hmm. and not even looking at my phone, it really sets you up for the day. I totally it totally does. That. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. So I'm stealing that from you because I, <laughs> I feel like I'm in a constant hydration, <laughs> which is not a good thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same. Um, I love the meditation idea page. I've, that's something I've been telling myself I would do forever, but I won't be doing that. Um, but at the beginning of quarantine, I was really good about going on like a really long walk every day, like three to four mile walk at the end of my day once I finish my work. So I think getting back into that, cause I kind of lost that. And also just regaining the work-life balance. I think probably for everyone, it's such a challenge to like shut your Mm -hmm. work brain off, especially when Mm -hmm. like 
this is my desk and my bed is two feet away. And sometimes I'm doing my work Mm -hmm. in my bed and it just gets very convoluted. So I think I'm like really doing my best to do like a nine to five work day. And then at Mm. five, just shuts off and I'm doing stuff like that I enjoy. So at 11 p.m. I'm not still on my computer doing that. Yeah, totally. I agree with you. I mean, that's something that I've been struggling with. And I spoke about this in the previous episode of just setting a structure during quarantine. I think my self-care goal for the week is I need to do my nails. I have not done them once during quarantine, which is just like, I can't even believe that. But I'm the type of person who like, I struggle to do my own nails. So I constantly am going to the nail salon. Same girl. If they look horrible, at least they'll be done. So that's my oh, mine are so bad. I just caved and bought my first dip powder and acetone and stuff. So once I get it, Margo, I'm gonna film it for YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> my process of trying to give myself an at-home manicure, it's gonna be probably really bad. So I'm, we'll I'm struggling. Like that's gonna be the first place mm-hmm. I go back to once everything <laughs> opens up again is hair salon. Nail salon right away. Right away. Oh, of course. I'm so happy that we were able to do this. Thank you guys so much again for coming this on. This is so fun. Thank you. It was so fun. So much fun. And nice to meet Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> nice to meet everybody. Yeah, it's so nice to meet you. We're now friends. I know. I, love it. I can't wait to go look at your like page and find that picture you were talking about and everything. Oh, yeah. It's not too far down. I'm so. excited. This was yeah. so fun. Thank you so much for having us. And as always, thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, let me know. Screenshot this, post it on Instagram, and tag at GirlGazePod. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star written review, and if you want to meet Paige, Caroline, and Margot, these lovely ladies virtually, go ahead to the page and watch our IGTV video that I just uploaded, and let me know what you think there. See you guys next Sunday. Bye, guys. Bye.